Hey, it's Lori from Hike. Today I am bringing you Jester, section hiker. You know Julie, she has been on my show before. We are friends. She was part of Base Camp Chat with me. Um, I like to say that we were the better half of Base Camp Chat. Um, sorry if you're if you're listening, Benny and Johnny, but it's true. <laughs> so no, we have a lot of fun together. Um, she's a great friend of mine and it was great to bring her back to the show. We get to talk about her 40 hike challenge um, on the Mountains to Sea Trail. Now, I've brought you the Mountains to Sea Trail before. You know, we've learned about, um, you know, Kimberly, who was the first person to yo-yo it. I've talked to people who have done some section hikes on it, but this is the first time learning about this 40 hike challenge. So take a listen to my conversation with Julie. Let's find out what she's up to, what's going on with the podcast, and we'll even cover some things that she is doing to help bring some education and awareness about prepping for section hikes with her friend, Wheezy P. So take a listen. So I'm here with Julie Gayhart, also known as Jester section hiker y'all know her because she has a podcast and uh and if you're making one (laughs) (laughs) it's like two old friends yeah 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 it's good well thank you very much for having me back back on i think it was i've i swear it was about a year ago that we did this yeah yeah we we got yeah about a year ago and i remember it was like right when all the shutdowns were happening and COVID and we were all like talking about our local trails and, and then, you know, of course we got together, you know, and did base camp chat for a few weeks. Um, So yeah. So we go way back. We go way back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So base camp chat was a lot of fun. And uh, the first episode that you and I are on with, with your podcast. That was a lot of fun too. That was my um, coming out party for the Appalachian trail. How much I love it. <laughs> how much I loved it. <laughs> how much you loved it. Yeah. Your section hiking um, too. Yeah. Of the Appalachian trail. So, yep. Yeah. So let's, I mean, we haven't chatted in a little while, like the holidays have gotten busy and everything kind of going on. So this will be a good episode of us catching up and kind of figuring out, you know, I've been seeing some stuff that you've been putting out there, like the <laughs> mountains to sea trail and you got some stuff going on with Wheezy P. So yeah, I, I want to hear about it all. That in and of itself, <laughs> the whole episode of its own, me and Wheezy P. So yes, no, but it's, been good. It's, it's been, it's been good. And um, it, it, it's hard to believe it's been a year and everything that was going on with COVID and through the summer and all the stuff. I'm an educator. So, uh, you and I were just talking. Um, I'm just now, it has been a year since I have seen in-person students. And today was the first day, like officially back in person with kids. And that was weird. So that's a whole nother podcast uh, in and of itself. Yeah. So, did you yeah, recognize them all? <laughs> like, no, not with their masks on, right? <laughs> Some of my, oh my God, you're like six foot now. The last time I saw you, you were like four foot. So it, it is, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, that age group, you really don't think 
of how much they grow and their voices are changing. And it's like, you know, they come back with beards and you're like, whoa, what happened? So they're not the only ones who, uh, you know, or, or other people, you know, aren't the only ones growing that quarantine beard. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no but seriously. Like at work, uh, there'll be people like, you know, they'll put their video on for, we don't always do our video, but when they do, it's like, whoa, it's like Grizzly Adams over here. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. I don't know. One of them. <laughs> right. And you know, they're in the bed when they have their background up on zoom or, you know, when they really don't want you to see what's going on, that's when they throw that background up. So yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I know I've seen about, about it all. <laughs> now I feel like I'm a zoom expert since I've been on zoom like for a year now, but when you and I were doing this and then when we did base camp chat, you remember we got on and we like had to practice. Oh, I, the practice episodes, I think sometimes were better than the real episodes. <laughs> so we were practicing this whole zoom thing. You yes. know, what is this about? You know, how do we use this for our podcast? And now it's like a standard. Yeah. Now we're like, God, do we have to be on zoom? God dang. Lori, do we have to do this at seven o'clock at night? <laughs> well, I know I, it's all dark here. I got my lamp trying to give me some light in this, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm also early to bed as you know. So exactly. And, and thank goodness. Bedtime. Yeah. You're not going to show this video. Cause I'm practically, I'm literally in my pajamas. So <laughs> I don't know listeners. I don't care if you a, do or not. If I get enough uh, requests might put a clip out there. Go for it. Go for it. And I've also, here's the other thing that's happened to me. Yeah. I've also had to start wearing glasses. Like I can't see anymore, like in front of me, like all of a sudden it's at, you know, you reach that certain age and people tell you like, it'll happen overnight. You won't be able to see or read. Uh, well, it did. Like yeah. I was fine in the summer. And then when I came back after hiking in the summer and I was like, oh my God, I can't see. Well, I've been to, to, in denial for like three years. So. I had to buy readers. <laughs> like I'm like, really? <laughs> Well, you know, it's also that eye strain from all the Zoom meetings that we're doing. That is doing. true, but I, I really can't see anymore. And I had LASIK surgery and I can see perfect distance. That's not a problem, but looking up close now, forget it. So when I decided, when I couldn't see my phone anymore, you know, I was like, okay, I had to go get me some readers, some 1.0s. <laughs> That's the lightest <laughs> ones. Or the, like, so yeah, I, I think you're doing okay. Um I know that you were doing a little bit of AT hiking. Um, like what was it? It was uh, towards, was it in the fall? So over the summer, over my summer break, I actually went back out to the Appalachian Trail and podcasted my days and miles out there. And I think I did a little over 400 miles. I was wanting to do more, but I actually fell. Oh, here's a story for you. So how much time you got, Lori, huh? Oh, you we, got we got some time. <laughs> So I was in Pennsylvania on the horrible rocks of Pennsylvania and out of nowhere, I literally tripped, not on a big rock or anything like that on the smallest rock you could find. And I tripped and I just, for some reason thought I could run out the trip. So I started like, I don't know. I mean, seriously, let's get the so visual I here. I, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going faster than what I should. And I just, I mean, when I say I fell direct, my knee, my left knee fell directly on the tip of a rock and it oh. tore out. I'm not kidding. A quarter size gash 
out of the middle of my knee. And I was like, huh, well, how's this going to go down? And I could not, I used every thing I had in my pack as far as emergency supplies to try to stop the bleeding. And I had about four more miles to hike to kind of get to a road crossing where I knew, you know, I could get off the trail or whatever. So I went through my bandana. I had a lady hiking with me, Pajama Mama. She had met me for the day and she took everything out of her pack. And I had to stop about every 10 minutes to, you know, change out whatever I had on there, the bandage. We were, you know, taking out scissors and cutting up stuff and putting it on there. So that was just the beginning of the nightmare um, that happened over the next four days. So ended up, I was like, I'm probably going to need stitches. So went to one of those, some urgent care in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And they were the greatest, nicest people. But it was about a four hour ordeal. And it was me and everybody that thought they had COVID in this place. It, 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 I mean, I'm serious. It was like people were coming in to get tested. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there like, um, can I just need a stitch or two? And my knee, while I was in that clinic, I mean, it blew up. I could not stand on it by the time the woman called me back. So she takes me back. It's x-rays, the whole, you know, the whole thing. She's like, oh, no, there's no broken bone chips or, you know, no kneecap, you know, chips off or anything like that. So she cleans it up, gives me stitches and says, hey, we think you need to take an antibiotic you know, just in case there's any kind of infection or anything like that. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And I told her I was allergic to penicillin. And she's like, oh, no worries. We'll give you this one that has, you know, no derivatives of any kind of penicillin or anything like that in the medicine. So I start taking it like that night. And I only had like a week left out on the trail. And I was like, I don't want to spend three or four days, you know, sleeping in the van or in a hotel. Let's just go home. So on the way home, I started feeling kind of funky, like weird. And it wasn't just my knee. I was like, something's going on. And when I got home, I mean, as soon as I got in the door at the house, I had a fever and I didn't feel, I was like, oh my God, I have a fever. I don't feel right. Something is not right. And I was like, oh my God, I got COVID from that clinic. The first thing that went through my brain, yeah. oh God, you know, cause it was about three days later. It was actually the fourth day. And I was like, yep. I have COVID. So that afternoon, I just started taking like Advil and Tylenol because I got a really, my fever would go 98, 101, 97, you know, 101.5. It would, you know, it was just like this fluctuating thing. And I was like, yeah, I definitely have COVID because, you know, I'm going on Google, look at all this stuff. And so the next day I made a doctor appointment went to the doctor. They're like, yeah, you need to get a test for COVID, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, they make me an appointment. I'm still like deadly ill. It's just getting worse and worse. And they're like, just go in the bed, you know, drink electrolytes, you know, everything they tell you to do for the flu. So two or three days later, I got, you know, was scheduled for the COVID test and I go get the COVID test. And back then it was two or three days before you, even in the summer, it was two or three days before you got your results. So the day after I had the COVID test, I woke up and Lori, I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I had complete hives all over my body. Like my face looked like I had 
Uh, I mean, not even chicken pox. It was way worse. So I had broke out in this rash. So I called the doctor and they're like, oh my God, we got to get you, you know, a virtual appointment. Well, I'd never done a virtual appointment. I mean, seriously. <laughs> we want to see those hives. We want to see those hives on the We want to see screen. those hives. So, okay. And I'm like, oh my God, I have the worst case of COVID ever. Like I'm going to be on the news. I'm going to be like a case study. I have hives now from this. So you know, I have the virtual appointment and the woman's like, do you think, you know, it appears you could possibly have Rocky mountain spotted fever because you've been out in the woods. Maybe you got bit by a tick and all this stuff. Okay. Uh, so now I'm what's like, worse? I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. So I tell her, um, the meta or the antibiotic, the lady gave me, and she's like, are you allergic to penicillin? I said, yes. And she said, this is not a derivative of penicillin, but this is not, it was Bactrim. So it was a sulfur like type um, antibiotic. And she said, most people that are allergic to penicillin are allergic to the sulfur antibiotics as well. So make a long story short, everybody, I had a severe allergic reaction to the Bactrim and I was COVID negative when the test came back. So that was cleared. And the moral of the story is if COVID wouldn't have been around, I probably, you know, they probably would have said that right away. Yeah. Except everybody's automatically when something's wrong with you now, you have COVID. And so do you have a, a gnarly scar now on your knee? <laughs> yes. I actually have two gnarly scars because it banged up my knee really, really bad. So that was a really, really long story to say. I had an awesome summer. <laughs> it didn't end that great, but I did get to spend some time out on the Appalachian Trail and I found out another medication I'm allergic to. So there you go. <laughs> Things you learn out in the woods. I know, isn't it great? <laughs> so now you were working or you've been working on your second uh, section, completing the section hike of the AT. Yes. So, so how far did you do that or how far are you away from it? So right now I am, um, two States away, pretty much New Hampshire and Maine. And I have about a hundred miles, New York. I have the Northern end of New York through Connecticut that I have to do. And then I go up and I have New Hampshire and Maine. So, I mean, it's still burning in my brain that I want that second one. So probably guess what's going to happen this summer. More time out on the trail. I'm hoping I can finish. Actually, there's no reason I should not be able to finish the trail this summer because I have 70 days off. We went back to school two weeks early because of the whole COVID thing. So everybody thought, let's get the kids back in there early, but we never did go back in person. So I have an additional two weeks off this summer. Yay. So we'll see what happens. Educators, you guys have a really, really tough job. I mean, people, I know people will say, oh, but they get the summers off, but you know, the rest of the year, I mean, you're, you're dealing with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, so yes, but I, but I am jealous of the 70 days off. I got to tell you that. I know I, I am not complaining whatsoever. I have no complaints. I suck it up for 10 months out of the year and I enjoy my two months off in the summer. And then I regroup and I suck it up again for another 10 months. And that's, that's how I live right now. Yeah. Cause you know, in those two months off, you're going to get to hike. Right. And yeah. I don't have anybody calling me. I don't have any expectations from work. So I'm totally cool with it. I'm very happy as an educator. I have no complaints. 
So I know you're doing, you know, you've been working on that second section hike of the AT, but you know, then I, I see that you're also doing the mountains to sea trail. So I'm like, okay, so it's not enough that she's wanting to do the second hike of the AT. She's got, she's got now the MST going on. So, so tell me your mountain to mountains to sea trail story. You know, I know it's in kind of your backyard, right? For those who don't know, I guess, give a little synopsis of what the mountains to sea trail is. So I am in North Carolina. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it is a great hub for um, it's city life, but when you don't want city life, you're two and a half hours from Western North Carolina with all the wonderful, gorgeous mountains you ever wanted in your life, or you're about three and a half to four hours from the North Carolina coast, the Outer Banks, and the Mountains of Sea Trail actually is uh, 1,175 miles. It starts at Clingman's Dome, the highest point on the Appalachian Trail, and in the uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park and goes east all the way to Jockey's Ridge State Park. So I've been on the Mountains of Sea Trail a lot, various occasions, um, whether it's off of the Blue Ridge Parkway in Western North Carolina. One of my favorite hikes of all time is to go up to Mount Mitchell, which is the highest point um, east of the Mississippi in North Carolina. And that is actually a point on the mountains of sea trail. So I've been on the mountains of sea trail a lot. It just never really crossed my mind to start section hiking the mountains of sea trail because that trail has seen a lot of growth over the last, I would say even over the last 10 years, very, very strong community for the mountains of sea trail getting it blazed, getting it, you know, one continuous line across the state of North Carolina has been a triumphant feat because even in the mountain portions that I went on in the early 2000s versus going on them now, they used to not be blazed. A lot of them were part of other trails. So the Mountains of Sea Trail has come a long, long way. And there were even road portions um, in the mountains before the last couple years and now there's a continual almost 450 or 460 miles from Clingman's Dome that are in the mountains there are yes all on trail with the exception I think there's a 13 mile road walk or so on the Blue Ridge Parkway so they've come a long way that can be a little dangerous yeah so (laughs) (laughs) so I think it was in August this past year after the whole debacle with getting back and, you know, getting back into school and finding out I'm allergic to Bactrim, which is the sulfur um, antibiotic. I didn't even know that I was subscribed to the Mountains of Sea Trail newsletter. And somehow in my Gmail, I got a newsletter and the title of the newsletter was, um, it was said, a trail for the, a, a, a trail for times like these. And I was like, huh. And because of all the chatter going on about the AT and not a lot of positivity in the AT community, you know, people were, up at, I mean, if you're familiar with the Appalachian Trail, you know, there's the whole thing with the ATC and people not liking the ATC now or people loving the ATC. It just was, it was a lot of chatter on the AT And then I get this thing in my inbox 
from the executive director of the Mountains of Sea Trail, and it says, a trail for times like these. Come enjoy the open trail. And I was like, well, that's interesting. They're so I asking started, me to come. You're asking me <laughs> yeah. to come. I mean, other people are telling me to go away, Yeah. but you are asking me to come. And that's really what my thought process was. So I read the whole newsletter from top to bottom. And I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Kate Dixon, who is the executive director. So I sent her an email and I told her who I was and I had a podcast and I wanted to feature the Mountains of Sea Trail. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh my God. Like she said, yes. Now what do I do? So we had a conversation and we recorded an episode and I asked her about this book. It was the 40 Day Hikes um, on the Mountains of Sea Trail. And she said, yeah, we just released that book. And from March until August or the time we interviewed, they had sold 500 copies of that book. And I was like, wow, that is a lot. And from February of 2020 until August, they got over 1,800 new uh, email subscribers. And I think close to 200 new members to the mountains of sea trail. And I was like, what's that about? And we actually had a conversation about it on the podcast. And so I bought the book and I said, Hey, do you think the author, Jim Grody, who is also uh, works for the friends of the mountains of sea trail, do you think uh, he would come on the podcast? And when we were talking, she emailed him. And next thing I know, he and I are chatting about this book. So 40 day hikes. Um, no, I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting because um, you don't see a lot of that on, uh, you know, on trails. I mean, of that, even of that length, right? Like right. you don't see them promoting, like, come out here and day hike it. And I can relate to that because I, a lot of people, you know, like me who are busy, who have jobs, you know, but they still, you know, can go out for a day hike. Maybe they're not so much into camping. Yes. Like, it, like this is perfect. It's perfect for kind of that entry level person who just wants to get on the trail. And, and so, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about what Jim said to you. They're all doable hikes. And Jim and I had a great conversation and <clears throat> he is, um, a co-author of that book or an editor of the book. Um, and he also maintains all the trail PDFs and, you know, stuff for actually the organization itself. Um, he goes out and he does all the coordinates and it, just all that stuff with the mapping system and all that stuff that I don't totally understand. But he's that guy for the Mountains of Sea Trail organization. We had an awesome conversation. And I was like, I got to know, I got to figure out about this book. So I got the book. And in the meantime, um, I said, hey, I would love to interview a section hiker um, that has completed the trail. So they led me to um, interviewing a section hiker. So I had like a three-part series for the Mountains of Sea Trail on the podcast. And it was great. I got a lot of really good feedback. So I got the book and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start these 40-day hikes and I'm going to podcast about it. And then I just started it. And the first one, the first hike is you go to Clingman's Dome, you go to the Western Terminus, and you hike like the first four miles in the Smokies on the Mountains of Sea Trail. And there are 40 succinct hikes across the state of North Carolina. And I just finished them. Congratulations. So, February 20th. I, I started on Saturday, uh, September 26th. And I finished on February 20th, 2021. So just under five months. And I had no intentions of doing that. 
I just thought, Hey, I'll go out and hike. I got really good feedback from the audience when I was out, you know, uh, podcasting my hikes on the Appalachian trail over the summer. So I'll go out and feature these hikes and it has really turned into something really awesome. Um, I have interviewed mayors of towns. I did a whole feature on the town of Elkin, North Carolina, where I interviewed, um, Leslie Schlender from the city of Elkin. I interviewed uh, this, oh gosh, this uh, gentleman, his name is, uh, they call him Dr. Bill, but he is basically the person that knows everything in Elkin, North Carolina. He is part of the Elkin Valley Trails Association. He gave me a tour of the trail, uh, the Mount Sea Trail through Elkin. And it just, town after town that I went through, I talked to people, I podcasted about it, and it became this whole thing of getting engrossed in the Mountains of Sea Trail community and the communities and towns that actually believe in the Mountains of Sea Trail and want the trail to come through their town for travel and tourism purposes. They want hikers. They want yeah, people wow. to hike the trail. Like what a difference when the communities embrace it, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I have to be involved in this. So I would say after about, I don't know, maybe the first two or three episodes that I put out where I was actually doing the hikes, I got an email from um, a lady from the French. She works for the French. She's the outreach manager for the Friends of the Mountains of Sea Trail. Her name is Betsy Brown. And it was a very long, detailed email. It said, we are going to put your podcast on our website. We are going to feature you for the 40-day hikes. And they put me all over their website. They put me all over their uh, social media pages. And I was like, whoa, I have to follow through with all of this. Yeah, I got to do all of the hikes (laughs) now. Wow. (laughs) Well, that was my intention in the first place. But but yeah, but podcasting about them and yeah. Yeah. And it just like turned into this thing. And then it, 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 it like a series of events happened. And along the way, I'm out doing these hikes on a trail that is embracing the hiking community. And I'm going through these small towns and experiencing hiking on roads and in country that I am not familiar with at all, meaning I'm used to, you know, being in the mountains, being secluded not hiking on, not trekking on roads, not, you know, going through a lot of small communities and actually having the town like embrace day hikers, section hikers, you know, people that are interested in the trail. Yes. Come stay with us. And the mountains of sea trail has an entire trail angel network community of its own. They have trail angels on their website. When you go through certain segments You can call the trail angels and, you know, they'll help you get resupply. Well, because of COVID, they're kind of not doing as much as they normally would, but you can still contact them. You can get information. It's like this whole network of, they have trail angels. They love and embrace their trail maintainers and they love and embrace their towns. And the one thing that Kate Dixon said um, when I interviewed her on the podcast is that, that I really loved, she said she loved all of the volunteers and that her role as an executive director was 
to make sure the volunteers were happy. And I just thought that was so poignant. It's like the volunteers are the ones that kind of make the trail happen from, you know, helping hikers to opening businesses to, you know, building trail and the mountains of sea trail is really trying to work on getting as much as possible off the road. And they need small town communities. They need these smaller towns to embrace you know, that line going across the state and people are doing it. It's, it's amazing. It's just like, where have I been? It's in your home state. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I go back to that article. If I would have never seen that, and I promise you, I do not remember signing up for the newsletter. So I must have, I mean, because you have to sign up to receive it. Um, and maybe I just didn't pay that much attention to it before, but it was that headline And, you know, now they've kind of changed it to um, take joy in the open trail. And I just love that. I just love that so much. I love, I love what you're saying about, you know, the executive director's mission and message and, you know, what's important because it's true. The community is, you know, if they are positive and embracing the hikers, the hikers are going to come back. They're going to tell their friends. In this case, you're telling your listeners so, you know, it's, it's definitely a win-win situation for, for all involved. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about the 40 hikes that you did. Sure. Now, what was the, like, what was the kind of biggest mileage day or, or how is that broken up? Cause I'm just curious of, you know, if someone wants to do this, how many miles do they have to work up to, to complete one of the hikes? So the hikes are set up, each one of them might be a little bit different. And what I mean by that is they're either point to point or on each one of them, you can do an out and back. So I would say the average hike is about three, three and a half miles one way. So if you don't have um, someone with you where you could drop cars, you might have to do an out and back, which could be round trip six miles The longest one-way hike of the 40 hikes is in the Linville Gorge area. It's hike number eight. It's actually titled um, Grand Canyon of the East, and it's eight miles. It's If you're used to hiking and you're used to being in rugged terrain, whether you're a West Coast hiker or an East Coast hiker, it is phenomenal. I mean, it is steep. I mean, you're coming up out of the canyon. You're going back down into the canyon. And it's like these 2000 foot climbs and it's just, it's very rocky and rugged, but absolutely gorgeous. So that may not be your first hike that you want to do. I think in, even in the podcast, I rated the hikes and I think I rated hike number five, probably the one that you would want to start with, because I believe it was just under four miles. It's still in the mountain portion um, near Mount Pisgah. And it's near the Mount Pisgah Inn. And I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Just views the entire way. They truly did. The one thing I learned about this book is it truly is the 40 best day hikes that you could probably do on the Mountains of Sea Trail. So it's a big tease because I've been on the best hikes according to the Mountains of Sea Trail organization and the book. So I'm like, okay, what's the rest of it going to look like? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, I get it. but I, I will say it is perfect for day hiking. It is perfect for the individual. Like I even met a lady um, 
who was out taking on the day hikes. Her name is Alonda. She won't mind if I say that she's been on the podcast. Um, I actually interviewed her out on the trail and she was looking for day hikes and typed in day hikes, North Carolina, and just in Google. And it took her to that. She bought the book on Amazon. She does not want to go out overnight. She has a job. So through hiking is out for her. Section hiking is out for her because she's not, like I said, she's not an overnight hiker. So the day hikes were perfect and she's doing them all by herself. She goes in the dirt, you know, the book is phenomenal because it has the coordinates to the trailheads for, they call it trailhead one and trailhead two, where you're going to start and where you're going to end. And there's a map for each one, a very color uh, diagrammed map. There are point to point directions, like turn left at the big rock with whatever sign on it, you know, that kind of stuff in the book. And it gives you a little bit of a history about each hike. Now, I did notice and, that, that you were incorporating some of the historical things into your podcast. And I liked that. I liked that you were not only talking about the hike, but also a little bit of history, which, you know, I, I like history, but, you know, I think that's cool. I think it's cool <laughs> to, to learn more about all those mountains that uh, and trail that you're you're stepping on. So, yeah, so I am um, now having a love affair with the Mountains of Sea Trail. <laughs> So the Appalachian Trail is um, a that's my first mistress. love, <laughs> or whatever the saying is. So, so you better watch out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the AT is gonna is gonna come back for you. No, I I think it's wonderful that you've also found this enjoyment uh, or joy, you know, out on the trail, like like uh, the saying or the the tagline is to find joy because. Uh, in this society that we are in today and things that are going on, it's, you know, finding joy is a, is a good thing. And it felt really good to be hiking on a trail where the organization is like, yeah, hike. Um, and they also have COVID guidelines on their course, uh, yeah. website, according to the state of North Carolina. And if a forest area closes a trail, stay off the trail, you know, that kind of thing, you know, trail angels may not come pick you up on the mountains of sea trail. They may not do what they normally do because we're in COVID times, but the trail is open for your enjoyment and we welcome everyone. And I just, I needed that in August when I saw that and it's took me, it's taken me to amazing things. I've met so many, so many people that I would have never had a clue. The town of Elkin is one hour north of where I live. Never, I had never been there. Well, now you and, have reasons to go hang out. Yeah. To, to catch up with. Lots of restaurants, lots of bars, lots of, well, not bars, but they have a brewery. They have like 40 vineyards. I had no idea there were 40 wow. vineyards. You can make a, a hike slash wine tasting slash, you know, whatever it sounds like, whatever you want to make of it. And they do, they have this whole network of trails where you can go from vineyard to vineyard back to a campground. I mean, it's amazing. All right, let's go do that. I'm coming. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I think I've been so focused on, 
you know, completing the, and that was a mission of mine that I wanted to do, completing the Appalachian Trail the first time, you know, I still want to complete it for a second time. And my mind was not open to, wow, you can love multiple trails. You can do lots of things. Um, There are people that embrace hikers. And I really am into trying to find unique hikes and talk about them versus talking about what everybody else is doing. I like it. I like that. So that's kind of where my thought process is now. Like what, what are people, what's unique out there that I could talk about that I could go do. And it kind of reminds me when I started hiking the Appalachian trail, you know, back in 2006, it wasn't this big conglomerate of what it is now overcrowded, you know, masses, you know, going out to, and I don't blame them. I mean, it's the number one national scenic trail, but other trails need our love too, I guess is the moral of the story. You know, other trails that are right in our backyard. First, I want to ask you from the, from the mountains to sea trail, from the 40 day hikes, you know, you were talking about that you were ranking them and, and things like that. What one, you know, was really your favorite? out of it or, or you know you have a couple favorites maybe yeah that's that's tough because each one is so unique and each one has a little bit different attribute than the other there's a couple of the hikes you're walking through battlefields and you know it's like these marquee signs are out there and you read them about the battle that was going on at the time And you're just walking through these, you're walking through farm fields and it's like, you could feel, you know, the history. And I've never felt like that out on a trail. Like I was actually engrossed in what was happening there. And that was not in the mountain portion. I thought my favorites, you know, would be in the mountains, but really, honestly, my favorites have been the road walks that take you through the little towns And I didn't really think I would ever say that. I didn't think I would embrace the road walking. It's so different of a challenge that you have to accept that it's part of a trail. No, it's not mountain hiking, but it is part of a trail. So one of my favorite hikes is uh, Roseboro, North Carolina. It's getting ready to come out on the podcast this uh, coming Saturday. I don't know when this is coming out, but I actually got to interview the mayor of that town. And she lives on the trail. So that little tent, that little hike is, but that was a 1.9 mile hike out and back. And you actually park at a Walgreens and you hike through the town of Roseboro. And I thought, oh boy, what's this going to be about? And it just was totally not what I thought. And then I had never ho- hiked in the coastal areas of North Carolina, the coastal plains. So the Mountains of Sea Trail is broken down into segments, but they're also broken down into area types. So you have the mountain region, which is the mountainous area of Western North Carolina. And then the central part of the state is considered the Piedmont. And then, so you have the Piedmont area and then the coastal, the Eastern part of the state is called the coastal plains. And when you get into the coastal plains, the trails are so different. Like the surface is like sandy and, you know, you get, you really have that beach feel and the vegetation is different and I have no clue about plant life but the plants are different that you're looking at and you know the smells are different 
and one of the hikes I was reading and it was like, oh, alligators frequent here. And I was like, um, what? Did you see any? I did not. Okay, good. And <laughs> um, the last couple hikes are on the beach. So you're hiking. I mean, the Mountains of Sea Trail is actually, you know, on the coast, on the Outer Banks. And you're hiking on the Outer Bank. Now, I don't recommend anybody go and do it when I did it in February uh, when it was freezing and you're on the beach and the wind is like crazy. Um, but it was absolutely gorgeous. And the last hike, so the first hike, number one, is Clingman's Dome, which is the western terminus. And then the last hike is the eastern terminus at Jockey's Ridge State Park. And it's these sand dunes. And the last time I was in a, on a sand dune was actually in your turf up in Michigan um, on a family vacation. I can't remember the name of the... Um... Probably went to Sleeping Bear, maybe. Sleeping yes. Bear yes. Those are, no, that's tough. Like sand is not easy to hike in. No, sand is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was awful. But we, um, the beach part was, that was tough. That was a five mile hike and it was tough. But then you go to Jockey's Ridge State Park and literally in the book, it says go about a half a mile and hike to the tallest sand dune. And I was like, oh, well, what's that about? And I was like, well, that's different. So I'm like, well, okay, this will probably be a fake. I see the highest point, And I thought, well, when I get up there, you know how it is in the mountains, you know, it'll be a false summit and I'll see another one. But it was actually the point and it was phenomenal. I can't even describe it. So you get up to the top of this dune and you're looking out and you're looking out to your right and you see like the sound and I don't understand the sound versus the beat, you know, the Atlantic ocean. So to the right, you're looking at this sound and then to the left is the Atlantic ocean and you're on top of this sand dune and you're like, how is this possible? Uh, how is this even possible? <laughs> you it know, sounds really, so, really beautiful though. It was awesome. Say. Yeah. It was awesome. And it literally took me across the state. I had awesome barbecue. I, I've eaten a lot. I've gained a lot. Because uh, <laughs> every town I would go through, people would say, oh, my God, you got to eat. Gotta you you got to eat here and there. And I had the best hush puppies um, on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I call the re I can't remember the, the name of the restaurant. I call it Frog Togs because it's froggy something. And I can't remember the name. I just frog call togs. it Frog Isn't, Togs. Those are the... Because they're like uh, yeah. rain clothes. Yes. <laughs> um, hiking. Yeah. So the best hush pup... And I love hush puppies, but the best hush puppies I've ever had in my life. I mean, phenomenal. So I hiked and ate big time. <laughs> well, I mean, you've sold me on this one. Like, seriously, you know, there's good food. There's... Uh, vineyards there's friendly communities there's you know it's just it's that's it's amazing I'm you know and I'm glad you you got to experience all that it's one of those deals when you don't have expectations things unfold and things happen and I had no expectation I had no idea I was like well this just seems like a good you know project for the podcast it'll keep me outside and I'll get to see some of the mountains of sea trail and it's just turned into this phenomenal thing so, and now I'm part of the Mountains of Sea Trail community. In fact, for the Mountains of Sea Trail, their virtual ungathering, they're calling it, uh, which is their virtual annual meeting. Um, I was asked to host, if you can believe this, I was asked to host their 2019-2020 completer section. 
So they're going to honor their 19 and 20 completers. And I'm going to host the event. I'm like, is this, is this awesome or what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> you've, uh, you've, you've become, uh, you know, part of the trail. I I'm mean, serious. Really, you've become part of the trail. Yeah. And, oh, I got another thing for, okay, we're not done talking about the Mountains of Sea Trail. I got an opportunity to interview Tara Dower, who is the current fastest known time holder on the Mountains of Sea Trail. She hiked in September, 29 days, eight hours and something, 45 minutes or something like that. And she actually met me out on the trail and we hiked one of the hikes together and we interviewed and it was awesome that was another thing it's just how in the world would I have ever met her if I wasn't doing this and I just emailed her and said hey I'm coming through I'm doing this podcast you want to meet up she was like oh yeah absolutely no problem you know in the mountains of sea trail you know she grew up around the mountains of sea trail it was right in her backyard she'd always want to do you know stuff like that so it just led to this whole thing and you're gonna have to make me stop talking about it <laughs> i love that you uh are are able to interview the people like out on the trail with it too i think that's been a, a great compliment uh to your own hikes and hiking with others and sharing all of that so yeah it's been so, good it, yeah sounds it sounds really good so now you've done the 40 hikes uh, what you know and of course you're in, back in school session and everything but um, but you know, spring is around the corner. So what, what spring are you break? Yeah. Are you, <laughs> what are you thinking is like the next maybe trail that needs some love or just what's piquing your interest? I don't know. You know, uh, now I want to fill in the gaps of the 40 hikes, Yeah, you know, really start section hiking this trail. I would love to complete the mountain portion 100% for sure. I would love to, you know, fill in the gaps on, you know, the coastal plains section. So I do feel like I'm going to be a completer of the mountains of sea trail. That's kind of in my thought process right now. So many miles have you done so far then? So the 40 day hikes, it's around 200. I think if you total up everything like the out and backs and things like that. So it's right around 200 miles. And how long is the Mountains of Sea Trail? I, I'm, it's, I should know this. It's uh, 1,175. So 25% I've, you got done. Yeah. About. Okay. So there, there, I have no excuse not to fill it in. Well, that'll keep you busy through the summer. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say when I was going to do it. Well, but <laughs> I mean, you know, now you've got these decisions to make. I know. And you know what ATMST. Yeah. And what else is, uh, I know another trail that is and it's, I listened to your, actually listened to your episode with Leonidas, Leonidas. Oh yes. Out yeah. when I was on hike number 22 falls Lake. And because I'm very intrigued by the Penhody trail as well. And I was inspired a little by, you know, you had the, uh, Penhody, I think outdoor center on your, yeah, Nathan and Kim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the first times I had heard about the Pinoti. And then, yeah, it was great to feature that trail. Yeah. That was a great interview with him. Um, I've started following him, him on Instagram and stuff. So he's a really, I mean, he's very, he was very informative in that episode about that trail. So I really enjoyed that. You and you've hiked with Justin, Justin Mullins. Yes. I'm going to be interviewing him on the oh my Allegheny God. trail. I tell you yeah. big teddy bear. 
I'm telling you right now, he is the greatest guy. He he is the greatest guy. And he just, he had reached out to me and, you know, we had been talking back and forth and then he reached out to me again. He said, Hey, I'm coming through your area. And I said, well, do you want to interview on the trail? So he came out to my, we hiked at my local nature preserve. I literally hooked him up with a wire. I loved it. You were like six feet apart with your wire. We were. We were hiking together. (laughs) And it, I mean, he has a beard. So I was like, okay, put the mic down. You know, we had to adjust his mic a couple of times. I said, because the beards get in the way. Scratchy. Yeah. Scratching. So, it. you know, we got all that worked out. He went down to outdoor 76, had the whole shoe fitting and, and all that stuff. So he's got a great story. One thing we, one thing we did not talk about were his birds. So ask him about his, ask him about his birds. He has, I mean, exotic birds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's another, you know, like a lesser known trail, right? The, you the know, Allegheny, Allegheny. Yeah. And I had no clue about that. So I'm excited. You know, I love this podcast community that we have going because I love like, it. Like we know we, we have a lot of similar guests and, you know, learning from each other and finding out, you know, trails to, to feature. So I think, you know, it's awesome. I love it. And I think the, um, the West, I'm going to get this. I hope I need to get this right. The West Virginia Scenic Trails Association, their president, Laura Finch, and Justin has en- engrossed himself into that community. And I think, I think it's great you're going to have them on because the more exposure they can get, the better. Uh, yeah. So I hope to get to West Virginia next year. And um... well, if Justin has anything to do with it, we'll both be there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's in my future. Perfect. So, perfect. And then, you know, of course, before, um, before we wrap up, I know you've been doing some, uh, like live zoom sessions with Wheezy P. So, oh yeah. So what, what's that about? Are you, you guys are talking about preparing for section hikes, right? We are. So Wheezy P and I also have, you know, been talking and we became friends because of, you know, COVID as well. And ended up hiking together some last summer on the AT. She was on the, she came out like every Saturday and hiked with me, no matter where I was, it was great. So I, I knew I could get through the week and I would have somebody to hike with on a Saturday, but uh, we, we actually ended up becoming really good friends and, you know, she loves section hiking just as much as I do and embraces, you know, the section hiking culture. And when we were out hiking, we were like, man, there's really nobody talking about preparing. There's no section hikers talking about prepping for a section hike. You know, a lot of people are putting videos out. Oh, here's my gear kit for my through Mm -hmm. hike, or here's what, here's what's in my closet or here's, you know, all this stuff. So she and I have spent the better part of probably six months. It started off with eight episodes and I was like, that's too much. So we narrowed it down to four episodes that the titles of the episodes are section hiking prep. Okay. And there's part one, part two, part three, part four. If, and um, are you still doing them or are you? I'm record. Yes. We just recorded the third one last Sunday and this Sunday, February 28th, I think, um, will be our fourth one. So what we did is we, uh, we decided, so what I'm going to do, they're recorded episodes. So obviously they're going to come out on the podcast. We are going to put the video portion out on YouTube 
And we also kind of, I pulled a uh, trick from Basecamp chat. We have a live audience. Nice. So as we are going through the section hiking prep, um, the audience is asking questions and they're very interactive um, in the episodes. And I have created a free, what I call, lesson plan for each episode, a checklist of sorts for those that are preparing for, you know, a week, 10 days, a long, you know, a day, your first day hike ever. Um, and just tips and considerations specifically for the section hiker mindset. And what I mean by that is we had a conversation about trail runners, about boots, and it wasn't trail runners versus boots. It was why one would use one or the other or giving people information when they go in to buy these things, what questions to ask, uh, you know, what to look for in a backpack, you know, you need to have your torso measured. You need to, you know, just like the logistics of things. So you're kind of armored up when you go into an outfitter, what to ask for. So no, this is all great info. And I know I'm interested in that and I'm sure you know, my listeners will be too. How can I, you know, since there's already been three and I haven't been able to join any, how can, you know, you said they're going to come out, but is there going to be like a website or how are, how are people going to get the checklist? Like how, how can we get all this information? So all the information will be available for free. And I call it my lesson plan because I'm an educator and it, <laughs> I refer to it as a lesson plan, but it's really like a reference guide. And there's one for each episode. So starting in March, so March, I can tell you exactly. So each Saturday in March, starting March the 6th, okay, will be part one. The following week, the 13th, will be part two, you know, and so on, part three and part four. And every week you will have access to the lesson plan or the reference tool. And that will be in the show notes, um, hikingradionetwork.com. You can just click on Jester Section Hiker. Um, we also put together, oh, this is kind of cheesy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we also, because people ask me this all the time, and they ask me what my hiking accomplishments are. You know, well, where all of you hiked and what have you done? So Wheezy P and I, Wheezy P did her own and I did my own. We put, we are now... We now have hiking resumes. So those. in those episodes, <laughs> you will have access to the lesson plan, free access, free information, and our hiking accomplishments and, you know, kind of what we've done as section hikers. That's really so cool. So I've always wanted to do something like that and just have a reference guide out there specifically for section hiking and section hiking considerations. Um, another thing we talk about is gear. You know, there's all these people talking about ultralight and a lot of times people don't think about, you know, the longevity of their gear, you know, certain types of gear, they're only made for a certain amount of miles. Well, as a section hiker, you kind of want your gear to last you, you know, multiple seasons, which could be multiple years. You don't want to go out and buy new gear, new everything every time you go on a section hike. So we talk about things like that. Um, the first one is called uh, planning, researching, and training. 
So we go over planning, researching for your height, or, or re, I got that wrong, researching, planning, training. Janie. So researching about the trail you want to do, planning for what you want to do, and then training for that. And we kind of, Wheezy P and I kind of bounce off each other because we really do everything the opposite. <laughs> and it's, it's fun because yeah. there's more than one well, way. I mean, that's a great point because uh, not all hikers are the same right? We all right. are going to have our own little flavor to it. And I think it's great to get different perspectives. And I, I'm interested in um, reading your lesson plans <laughs> and, uh, and learning from them. And, uh, and for yeah. people that are in the live chat, who've been coming, they have them already. So uh, that's one of the things I gave out the, the uh, lesson plan. Yeah. The perks of the chat. Yes. And I'll tell you what, I could really get used to it because they've been it's a small chat. There's probably been about 10 or 12 people in each one. And, but they're very interactive asking questions, you know, contributing, like contributing stuff that I didn't even know. And I added their contributions to the lesson plan. And, you know, I've, I put hyperlinks in the lesson plan. So when you download the lesson plan, it's like everything we talked about, you can click on that link and go to that website if we mentioned it. So we really did put a lot of, I mean, I could probably shut the podcast down after those four episodes because. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's going to happen is that people are going to want you to do more of it. And uh, I think there's, like you said, you were going to do like, there was six months of, of potential uh, episodes. I, I think I have a feeling you and WZP will be back for round two. We will be back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we just, um, you know, we're completely, I, when I say we're the opposite on almost everything, we're the opposite on almost everything. The way we look at training, the way we even, you know, care what we carry, um, the reasons behind stuff. But at the end of the day, the same goal gets accomplished. You know, you want to hike miles on the trail, period. Yeah. Well, You're smiling. Been, uh, You're laughing at yeah. me. No, I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, I, I miss I miss you. I miss catching up. This has been great. Yes, so it has. It's been, it's been great to talk and just catch up and, you know, just talk about hiking and, you know, catch up on what you've been doing. And, um, uh, we need to, we need to get on a hike together. Well, eventually I'm going to have you on the Jester section hiker podcast. You have an open invitation, but I'll tell you mm -hmm. your listeners, she won't come on the show. So <laughs> I want everyone to bombard her Instagram and tell her she must be on my podcast. So if we get how many people if we get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, let, I'll come down and we'll do a hike together and, and, uh, yes. you can, you can have separate me by the six foot wire. <laughs> yes. Let's do six it. Foot. All right. Well, let's do it. Wow. It, it was good to, to chat with you. And as always, you're always welcome um, on my show as well. So, so um, always a, a pleasure to have you on. Well, we're not done with each other either. So there you go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All Thanks, <right>. Lori. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Check the show notes for ways to connect with Jester, find out about the podcast, and uh, also to learn more about what she's up to, especially that collaboration with Wheezy P. That sounds pretty cool. 
Now, you can also email me, hikepodcast at gmail.com. I love to hear from listeners and uh, get ideas from you and get feedback. You can also uh, message me at The Hike Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And a very special thank you to all of my patrons and a welcome to my newest patrons, Colin and Aaron. I couldn't put this show together without your support. If you want to learn more about the benefits of being a patron of The Hike Podcast, go ahead and check out my Patreon page. You can find the link in the show notes, including some news about a sticker that I did up as a thank you to my patrons. I've got some exciting things coming as we wind down season three over the next couple of months, and I'll have a special announcement coming soon about what I will be up to over the spring and summer. So until next time, see you on the trail.